<laughs> Welcome to Lucia Gabriela TV, the place to be where we come to learn uh, how to matter a love life, a relationship, and our sexuality. I am Lucia Gabriela, and today we have again an, an, uh, our favorite, favorite, favorite couple that we already had an amazing interview a few weeks ago, um, and they have come to our show again to share with us um, and talk more and dive deeper more into relationships and communication and sacred space, creating sacred space uh, for our you know, amazing sex. So, so I'm so excited to have back again uh, Dr. Heike and Jonathan Hushin. So I'm going to read you who they are again. Um, so they have committed their life of, to creating a new paradigm of relationship and sexuality. This couple is passionate about throwing outdated concepts overboard and create new working systems. They are striving to be a living example of what a deep loving and conscious relationship can look like. Heike and Jonathan's passion is to guide and educate men and women in releasing anything that is in their way of experiencing the closeness and depth we all desire in our relationship. What they have uh, named Extraordinary Living is the modern and healthy blueprint to live a truly turn on life in and outside of the bathroom without the past experiences of pain or drama. Welcome to Dr. Heike and Jonathan. Welcome back. Well, Lucia, thank you. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Love you guys. I am so excited for you guys to be in our show again. And also I'm more excited because uh, Dr. Heike and Jonathan, they're going to be coming to Florida in mm -hmm. the next two weeks to lead a fascinating event. I'm going to be hosting one of them and my other colleagues, I'm going to be hosting the other two, which are going to be fascinating. They're going to be PG. I'm hosting the PG version of Art of Touch. And then we're going to have two other events, a little more into for couples. And they're going to be delicious. Do we have what? The blindfolding date um, um, yeah, event. And also we have a demonstration of the work that they do with the whole aspect of um, how they can help people to transform their life in a very multidimensional level. So I'm excited about that demonstration of the work. So I cannot wait to actually meet them in person. So today's topic is about spirit meets sex. My English today is kind of like weird, but um, I'm going to do my best with it. Uh, so spirit meets sex, uh, rituals for uh, sacred sexuality. And also we're going to be talking about communication. So please, uh, let's start with it. Uh, I know that we can talk forever, but we have a good time. <laughs> we can talk for hours. I know. Between the three of us, we can talk about this topic forever. <laughs> I never get tired. But let's honor you guys and honor our audience, and um, let's keep it going. So here we go. Well, Let, how, you know, how spirit meets sack. Let's start with that. I was going to say, because we're talking about everything, and this is really where it starts, I feel like authentic communication would actually be the first step so that we can set up the stage of what our needs are and the sacredness of sexuality. As we all know, we first meet and conversations always come first. Absolutely. Does that make sense? That we go yeah. there first? Okay. Let's roll it. 
So our one of our really big fundamental classes that we teach here and that we teach online in our New Relationship Paradigm e-course is really the art of conscious communication about learning how to ask for what you want inside and outside the bedroom. Because even as you posted the other day on Facebook, it's, it's speak your truth, right? And so many of us are terrified to really speak up about what's inside of us. And we do that because we fear so many things. We fear abandonment. We fear being judged by our, you know, by our partner. Um, we fear rejection, rejection or, or getting in a fight. A lot of us just want to keep the peace. And, and so what happens is we swallow our truth. And over time, inevitably, in like I'm going to say 99 to 100% of all cases, that leads ultimately to resentment. You start to not like your partner because, and even if it's on a subconscious level, because you feel like your partner is putting you in a corral, right? Prohibiting you from being who you are because you keep changing yourself to make them happy. So our big fundamental truth before we can ever get into sacred sexuality, and it's certainly part of sacred union, is how able are you to speak up? Yes, and, and how much do you see your relationship not as something we got to keep the love going, we got to keep the peace, we got to just, just you know, <laughs> stay in that harmony, peace, love um, energy? Because the truth is, we do have things coming up, yeah. right? There's not always love because we have the mind, we have our past, we have so many different things that that come with us when when we enter a relationship and when we do have conversations. And a lot of it too is the past. I would say most of it's the past. Whether whether it goes all the way back to your childhood about you know parental patterning and modeling up through high school and college where you learn to behave a certain way, but certainly into our intimate relationships. And every time we've been hurt in life, we get into a new relationship and it's all awesome, right? Because it's all brand new and here's this new person. You think everything's going to be rosy and then they fire those old triggers, right? They say that one thing that your ex-partner used to say to you and you're like, or even your mom used to say to you and you're like, oh shit, here we go again, right? Nothing's different. But instead of blaming the other, the conscious way of looking at things is, all right, that's mine, right? Why am I being triggered by this? Why does this pattern keep showing up? over and over and over in my life. For me, my big one was always being criticized because my parents used to criticize me like crazy. I could never be good enough. And then in most of my work life, my bosses used to criticize me even for little things. And I took them on so big because it went back to my parental pattern. And then especially in relationships, if, if my girlfriend or wife or whatever said, you don't blank or you always blank or you never blank I would fall into my to you know oh god here we go again and the, it was where I finally looked inside and said okay where does that come from that I was able to start to heal those patterns up and basically keep my side of the street clean which is what this is all about mm -hmm. yeah and it, it is really about when we look at conscious relationships we are here to assist each other to bring everything up the good and the bad, the bad, so to speak. So whatever, when, when things are coming up, it's really about this is an opportunity to release rather than, oh, if you say this, it hurts me and I'm going to retreat and, and or I'm just going to launch out rather than, wow, you're just saying this and 
this feeling is coming up in me and, and I do want to run. I want to run or like the fight and flight, right? I don't want to run or I need to launch out and defend myself rather than really seeing, I see the, the purpose of relationships is to know more about ourselves. <laughs> And to grow. to grow and not just to keep the peace of course it's beautiful to be in love and to exchange that to have your partner at your side your best friend and and to have all these wonderful experiences and there's these this other part of things coming up can this be too a very valuable experience and can we and can we look at it and what we find is that a lot of times we lack these communication skills so that we're not ending up in this in this either total fight or retreat mode of, okay, I don't want to deal with it because the truth is I might not be able to, I don't know how to deal with it in a conscious way. And as a somatic sexual healer like you are, you know how much this stuff gets stored in the body, right? These old patterns, these old triggers. And so one thing that we see in all of our clients, it seems, and I'm thinking even back to yesterday and the one before that, the day before and the day before that was three different people had the same thing. They're like, I don't speak up. I don't have a voice. I don't have a voice. These were women that said, I was, you know, I let a guy do this or I let a guy do that. I didn't want to, but I felt I had to and I didn't speak up. And so it's really is about finding that speaking your truth is the core fundamental element of all of our teachings. And I know yours as well. It's like, and here's the cool part. People don't realize this. Yes, you may be in that mucky stuff of like, I'm going to speak up. It's going to be kind of, uh, we're going to make the best we can. But on the other side of that is absolute Eden. And you actually end up having much less arguments. The peace and the beauty and the bliss is much longer lasting because you're not running around with this swallowed stuff that percolates in different ways. You know, you've been in a situation before where you get mad at something and you know you're not really mad at that. You're mad at what you haven't talked about. And so the more that you can actually get this stuff out of you, the less the little things, they're like, I mean, I leave the drawers open in the bedroom all the time. That's like <laughs> my trait as a Gemini. I just leave chaos everywhere. And it used to bother her, not with me, but in life, right? If, if a guy didn't clean up, I mean, I do clean up, just that's the drawers in particular. But she laughs about it because she doesn't have, and she even closes them, because she doesn't have an underlying anger against me for other stuff. And so this is why it's so important in, in, really in relationships. And we have something we call conscious arguing. You want to share how that's done? We're, gonna, we're not going to argue right now, but talk about conscious arguing. We're not going to argue right no, now? No, not going to argue. We can't. <laughs> I, think, I, think that's, I think that's another big thing, too. We're so sure. afraid that we are going to step into that place of emotions, of fire, of, you know, things come up, and, and we might not be able to control it mm -hmm. because we've been taught that we've got to control it. We've always got to be nice. Especially men. Can't yeah, get angry. Absolutely. It's not, not good to get angry. So... Again, coming to the body, the somatics, is just really how much have we been taught and how much were we allowed to express our emotions. You see this with little kids, right? When they don't get what they want and they're upset, they throw themselves on the floor and, they, and they're just <laughs> kicking and screaming. And then they turn around and say, I'm cool, right? Mm -hmm. and, and we can't do this anymore, sort of. So we got to find those spaces too. And so when we talk about conscious arguing, um, 
it's it's such an important part to listen to the body what's coming up and, and to create that movement and not towards your partner rather than okay I can turn away and get get that big raw out or I do need to stub my feet and then okay now I can come back and can express from a much better place because I've just released something first so that my mind can actually mm -hmm. be a little bit more structured rather than just being filled with with what's whatever is going on and from a man's perspective as i said in the especially as you become more conscious it is it's encouraged for i think i could just move the camera hold on a second there we go it's weird <laughs> <laughs> the sun's coming in so it's nice as men especially conscious men we are in, we are encouraged on the outside to show our emotions that's what women are asking for and yet the one emotion that's not allowed is anger and the truth is anger is no different than sadness that is no different than a core human emotion and so I teach my men it is perfectly natural for you to be angry it is your expression of the anger that has caused the problem you don't hit a woman you don't yell at a woman you go take that anger and funnel it out somewhere so that it moves through your body. Otherwise, if you do swallow and you become that uber nice guy that's just like, oh, there's no problem, everything's fine. And you, you just know inside, he's burning up inside, but he taps it down and taps it down, and that's when it explodes elsewhere, into alcoholism, into child abuse, into spousal abuse. It, at one point, it just has to go somewhere. So a tool, at least for me, is when I get when I get really in a grrr state, I go downstairs and I get a foam pad and I just start wailing on the wall, right, on the post. I'm just yelling it out and just, and I find after I'm done with that, it's like, ha, ah, it moved out of my body. And now I can come and I can talk and all of that pent up anger is out. And I think that's something that, that men need to do more often. And that's why I encourage men's circles so much because a lot of the men's warrior kind of groups is, that Destin does this at his events is getting up you know in nature being the warrior yelling scream and holler and it's getting in, in that primal warrior energy that we have kept, kept suppressed in our society yeah I, I understand um and i see the power of, of expressing anger because even abraham hicks talks about the um, the different layers of emotions and actually uh one of the emotions that help you to pivot um you know that you rather to be at than being depressed is anger is rather you know it it's not it's better to be angry than being depressed because in the press your whole body uh is kind of like dormant but mm -hmm. at least anger it can like help you even when you study the whole aspect of um of uh the body heat when somebody's angry it's like the whole body is like in flames but actually it helped them to be alive than being depressed depressed and sadness kind of like cool and the whole the different part of the body that they are like uh very cold because there's no energy flow uh so i definitely agree on um the whole expression of really for men and for women and for kids to express anger i when you were talking about that i was remembering like my daughter was getting angry or something and as conscious parent, because this is not just about how to have great sexual life, uh, how to have great partnership with your intimate partner, but we 
in this show, indeed, um, we love to also emphasize bringing into how we can share this with our kids, this wisdom, yeah. because we become conscious parent. And uh, because sexuality is the whole aspect of creation, not just physical sex, but the whole aspect of uh, of body and creation and alignment and just expressing our orgasmic being in essence. So we also, in every show, I, I kind of like take a little bit of the wisdom and I apply it to parenting and I share with our community because all of us have children and it's important for our children to very own age, even though they throw in the temper tantrum. My daughter was throwing a temper tantrum and she's already like eight years old because she was getting angry. And <clears throat> I'm sorry, in the past, our parents would have said like, don't get angry, go into your room, like blah, blah, blah. And we grow up with like holding, you know, this anger saying that it's bad. So I did what you say about the pillow. I took a pillow and I brought it to my daughter and I said, you know what? Punch it. Punch exactly. it hard, punch it, kick it. And literally it lasted like her anger lasted like literally less than five minutes. And then she was hysterical laughing. It yeah. went from anger to laugh. And she was able to express her emotions. She was able to express her anger. And she knew that it was okay in mama and my partner we created a, a a healthy environment for her to express it and know that it will last instead of being go into the room and cry for hours and hours and then say, you know, my mom doesn't love me because that's what happened when we children, when you're talking about like the whole rejection, it starts uh, uh, when we're children and my mom doesn't love me. My mom doesn't care about me. She doesn't care about my feeling, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And your work and my work is similar because the work that we do is helping individuals to um, transcend the traumas that they experience in childhood and not expressing their emotions, it creates trauma. And every time that we don't express ourselves and we keep ourselves quiet, we, we traumatize ourselves. And I want to point it out that um, Wilhelm Reich used to say, uh, has a, a quote in there that says that every time that we live and we put ourselves in defense and like protecting ourselves, we are re-traumatizing our body. And that's you know the work that we do, we help people to release that trauma so for our <coughs> our audience here if you're watching and and you're a parent uh it's good to you know in your relationship yourself with your partner it's good to create that space like uh, jonathan was saying take a spade take a pillow go outside um go punch the tree <laughs> if you can uh, you know just do some kind of like physical physical um work so you can release that anger uh because put keep this in mind if you don't do it you're traumatizing yourself and it is harder for us as somatic uh sexual healers and and doing the work to it's very hard and it's like very consuming the time because i have come clients that they have learned to not express the emotion i don't know if you have experienced that Oh, yeah. They don't express anything, and their body's so tight, oh, like so, oh. so like wall, and and they have master. I call them the masters of not feeling anything, I'm and they are they are the ones that have the hardest and the most difficult relationship that I ever seen. Yeah. So, 
Well, the thing, the thing is, too, it adds up, right? You don't express an emotion. Here comes the next one you don't express, and the next one, and the next one. And that's that's this whole dampener, too, that I, I like to call depression. It's a suppression, and it's, it's an adding of all these situations where we didn't get to express through our body, but also through our voice. And we just I just had a client that... I had to teach how to sigh. Yesterday, yeah. You know, how you just, you breathe in and ah, oh, and you just let that sigh out just to have that release and, and using your voice on top of it as, as a tool to, to, to release. And so finding the voice and, and, and really moving it, all this stagnant, stacked up energy um, to have that space and ideally you clean up and you clean up and you clean up so that and then on top of it or parallel you do your daily maintenance like if there's emotion coming up find a way to express it right to just okay give me a moment I just gotta stomp my feet hit the pillow dance it off um, make a big roar or whatever it is or wailing right whatever it is um, to, to create that because keeping it inside is what we're dealing with today. And so I love how you're saying too, wouldn't it be great if as parents we could sort of make sure, I mean, they have their own path of learning our children, but to, to kind of really teach them from the get-go, it would be such a different world. So as adults, we need to clean up right now because we didn't know about all of this. And our parents didn't, but you know, this is the cut. We're cleaning up while we're raising children in this consciousness of the feelings are welcome and the expression of it too, but don't move it towards me. Right. You know, it's like I'm not your punching ball, here is your punching ball. Right? And then and then it's a clear message. And the animal kingdom is so good at this. If you read Barry Levine's work with that uh, waking the tiger. He talks about the fight, flight, or freeze response in human beings and how it's really, it's really just for humans that we do this because we've been socially trained not to, not to respond and not to use and not to pass our emotions through us. A dog, for example, why do you think a dog keeps barking after the person who was causing the barking left already? It's like sometimes you're like, what? why can't you stop? But for them, it's energy inside and it's got, you know, that last three or four, boof, that they give and it's like who are you barking at but it's energy moving through the body i've seen i've seen in the animal kingdom for example birds that fly into windows and they just you think they're dead but they're not and they look you look for a minute and then they shake their whole body for like 30 seconds and they just shake that off and then they fly away like everything's fine and so how can we do that as humans right and just really express our emotions and get it out of the way and nowhere does that show up more when we're talking about Communication, authenticity in the sexuality. That's probably the biggest holdback for people. I mean, it's good to talk oh, to yeah. you, good to talk to your kids, good to teach your kids. You can talk to your boss a certain way. You can talk to your friends and your parents. You can learn all these skills for all that stuff. But ultimately, it's about your relationships and really what happens in the bedroom. Because and then the body comes into the right, game. Because so many people are scared to speak up. They're like. They're scared to ask for what they really want because primarily I, you're going to think I'm weird. You're going to think that I have you know, all these strange intimate desires which aren't normal 
or rejection. Or when you're going to leave me and judgment. So part of the conscious path is to allow each other the space to express your truth, your fantasies, your desires. That doesn't mean that you get all of your fantasies granted. It's, but it's, your, your partner is going to learn so much more about you. Mm-hmm. And she may say no. Heike has said no to plenty of my fantasies. But <laughs> not, not, that's true. Only about 20%. I never would have got the yeses if I never asked anything. And that's what most mm-hmm. people do. Is they, they just have the vanilla sex in the bedroom, same time, same place. And then they wonder why after a couple years, 5, 10, even 15, it gets boring. It's like because you're doing the same thing. I, no matter how in love you are, you are going to get bored if you're doing the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. We are in and out. <laughs> so we're t- even our subject this morning was in our own life. We're starting to develop a pattern of having coffee on the deck and and, and, and doing things in a certain order. And how can we shift that up? And one of the things is getting the heck out of here and going to Florida for a couple of weeks. That's <laughs> Time to get out of a routine a little bit. But the routine in the bedroom. Is, is a big one. So, and we, I think it's very important for couples to uh, to get to master these communication skills and expressing, hey, buddy, like I, I, I usually tell my partner, hey, I think like, you know, we have great sex, but okay, it's time to change a little bit, you know, like I'm getting bored. And yeah. we had developed um, these, um, I had developed this ability to express myself. I could have never said something like that with another man because I would be like, oh my God, you know, what are you saying? I'm not good enough, not worthy yeah. enough. I'm like, God, why my penis short, small, big, too hard, whatever, <laughs> what you want. And they would have taken it so personal. And I am blessed that my partner expressed, you know, listened to me a lot. And he also expressed. Uh, his emotions, they express himself, and when I see that he's not expressing, I, you know, I ask permission, like, it's time for you to express whatever you need to express, bring it on, <laughs> you know, because we not, we need to have the whole, the whole dynamic of expressing ourselves, but it's important to, for couples, and to feel free to speak your truth. I will not be able to, I tell this to everyone, I will not be able to be in a relationship with a man that I don't feel free to be myself, to express myself, even in my darkness, like even in my uh, ugly side and my witch side, you know, because it is if I cannot feel safe to be myself, I cannot be around to this person. So my partner is amazing. He's he has been has created that space for me to to be my even my darkness. And you know sometimes like uh, and I'm sharing this with all of us because a lot of people is like oh well so you're gonna always gonna share in your light you know when you're good and we're talking about angry angry and uh, anger and it is it's important to recognize that sometimes we're gonna be in our darkness and like that egocentric, ugly place, yes. but it lasts very, very short periods of time instead of lasting like three hours. And the recovery, um, the blessing of that is, is fulfillment. Like it didn't last for hours and days and years, but mm-hmm. uh, it just lasted like maybe 30 minutes and then 
then you come into what we're gonna want to you guys talk about because we're talking about spirit meets sex and we're talking about communication which the foundation of the work that we do and releasing the trauma and in all areas of, of multidimensional self and you know rituals to sacred sexuality and for all of you who are watching this video this interview I'm so passionate about rituals. Rituals to me is a practice of connecting with our higher purpose, connecting with our body, connecting with ourselves. That's what to me is rituals. And the ritual of communication is something that I teach in my self-love mastery class. The rituals of communication lead us to experience sacred sexuality in our highness. That's why we're talking about this. So it's not like we're going all over the place, but the main to make it like nice and cozy and beautiful for you guys to understand it why we're so passionate about talking about communication is because it's a ritual that leads us to experience conscious sexuality sacred sexuality epic magnificent sex in all realms so when we're talking about this ritual that's why you understand what i'm talking about and um Heike and, and jonathan i'm sharing so for you guys, uh, Jonathan and Heike, how can people communicate in their ugly, ugly moment? If you can give us an insight or some kind of like um, tool. For me, I have a couple. If you're really triggered and you're really in that dark shadow moment, understand in that moment and it's obviously you got to understand before that moment is that there is something called the pain body when you are triggered you're not thinking logically your your body is full of raging chemicals like cortisol everything getting you to want to run away from the situation that pain body speaks that's the one that gets at arguments and yelling and screaming and always says all these things that Tomorrow morning, you're really, really upset at yourself for saying. And so knowing when to speak and when not to speak is really the first thing. If, if you are in your pain body, just shut up. And you can even tell your partner, you know what? I'm really triggered right now. It's not the best time to talk to me because I'm going to unleash on you possibly. So just give me some space. Because talking from the pain body has never been productive. Arguing from the pain body texting each other back and forth for hours from the pain body i mean it's just it, it it is such a pattern that i see our that i see people doing and you say so many things like, too that yeah, you regret later because because you actually if you're really in it you just become unconscious yeah and from that you can't have that conscious conversation so it is about honoring the feeling that feelings that are showing up yep and the and the the, the art in it is to decide when you have to just say, okay, time out, I'm gonna come back in a minute. Mm -hmm. Like for me, sometimes it goes that fast, where I was like, okay, wait. I just walk a circle in the house and I can come back. To just, okay, let me, let me just become conscious again, or I need to express something first on, on a physical or vocal level and come back. And it can be a minute. It sometimes can be an hour, and sometimes it actually can be the next day. So to really um, get a feel for how long it is going to take you to reestablish a certain sense of balance for yourself and then be able to talk about it. 
if you know it really depends on how hit it how hard it hit you how strong your reaction was how much time you have to ask for your partner that you need to just okay let me take some deep breaths here let me let me take care of myself so that i can actually have a communication now we have we have another technique which you're going to love and this this is this is all about ceremony when we feel like things are piling up um, little things start to pile up over time or we have some deep pains or some deep growth process we need to look at we ask each other can we go into sacred space about this and what we do is we go into our healing room and we light candles and we both sit on opposite sides of the flames and after setting the intention and setting the space for you know our ultimate growth and love to be present with us we enter a space where each partner gets to share and for you know we try, we, we try to say for 30 minutes to an hour I mean we try to put a time limit on it but there's no like there's no dinger that goes off but one partner gets to speak completely to speak everything that needs to be spoken and the other partner's job is just to listen and remain silent. There is no arguing, there is no debating, there's none of that that happens. And when you're really, really present and listening to your partner from that space where I'm not going to defend, I'm just going to take it in because these are her real emotions and real thoughts. And if I go in there, like, you know, the typical pattern is we need to, to, we need to defend ourselves. But when you go into sacred space, it's, it's easier to drop into, oh my God, I'm here for love and I want to hear what is inside my partner because I love her so much. And she's helping me to see the things that I haven't been able to see. And so she shares until she's complete. And then I share until I'm complete. And then we take, as we're speaking, we take those subjects and we just we throw them in the fire. It's like, okay, I released this about you. I released this thought I had. I released this label I, I, I put on you for always acting a certain way. I throw it in the fire. And that process is both releasing and forgiving. And in that, we're able to really express our core, core truths in this super safe container of of our sacredness, which is the same. And then sometimes we go straight into sexuality from there, from because we've already created that, that beautiful container. Okay. So when we're talking about speaking our truth, speaking our emotions, and even expressing anger, um, expressing the anger, uh, I, I want to make sure that uh, we understand that the other partner knows I like to communicate with my partner for example when I'm angry that I'm really really angry and sharing expressing my emotion my truth in a moment it could be I could be very ugly sometimes and we create that space where I'm able to express myself but he understands that it's not about him mm -hmm. that right now he's witnessing my soul, like he's witnessing me and honoring me and he knows that nothing of what I'm saying or what I'm doing and how I'm feeling, he's not responsible. We get to that level. Not everybody's at that level. He knows that he's not responsible for, for anything that's happening here, which to me creates like such a beauty and bliss because I'm not feeling like, you know, uh, I feel free to be able to come down quickly. 
So I don't take too long um, in this process. And usually it's like that's my way of like when when I know I've been triggered very, very bad for something. And I want to make sure and guarantee that my partner knows that it's never about him. And it's such a beautiful, when I'm done, it's such a beautiful process where he's able to express what he saw and give me the feedback and be supportive. And 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 in the pain that I, I am, on the anger I am, and it make it so I don't know. For me, it make it so beautiful because I feel not just accepted, but I feel like wow, this is amazing, you know. And he does the same thing. Like I observe, and I just observe, and you know, okay, okay, I know it's not about me. So, but that's how I process then because I have been in this journey for a while and. And I have had so many experiences with dealing uh, with anger and abuse and all that. But for those who are studying in this mastery of communication, you recommend to not start uh, any kind of communication uh, expression or speaking even the truth and the ugliness when they are in the pain body because they are unconscious, right? Yeah, and another thing to to explain to all the listeners too it's like you want to set up the stage meaning sort of the sacred space but setting up the stage where before you before you unleash um, like you even said before you unleash you we speak out a warning I am angry Mm-hmm. I am gonna now unleash not about me so it's a warning right it's a mm-hmm. it's a Okay, you prepare your partner a little bit for that. And then also to ask for what you want while you do that. Do you just want him to hold the space or her, right? Do you just, because we know this uh, as women, we have a problem or we have something and men want to immediately by nature fix it, right? (laughs) So to really say, no, I just need to vent right now. I need Mm -hmm. to unleash. This is coming up. I just want you to to just be there and to hold that space. So again, that's something too, you can tell your partner, this is what I need you to do right now. So this is how they can do something by just being there for us, right? And and then like you said, it is not about taking it personal for for the one that witnesses, rather than I believe it's actually an expression of trust. Like yes. I trust him so much that I can mm. show these sides of me, mm-hmm. and then yes. days after after every time I, something comes up, that's when you go deeper and deeper into your relationship too, into your connection. It's like wow, I just showed you my ah whatever. Yes. And he's still there, and he loves yes. me more. But there, yes. but, but there but there is also a line in this is that and, and this is you know I I've heard a lot about the, the nonviolent communication and really getting into the empathy side. There's sometimes that I don't want to be in her shit. Mm-hmm. If if she's having a bad day and she's depressed or whatever emotion is happening or sad, there are times for me to hold space for you if, if you know in specific circumstances. But there's other times that I don't want to be dragged down into her world of whatever she's in. And then there's other times where I actually say, I need to take care of this yes, myself. Exactly. So, so, so you, by setting up the stage, we're actually honoring our boundaries and honoring our conscious want. Like, 
this is like putting like but this is, i love to do this uh in like continuous time where we my partner because this is not going to happen for example we're going to come and like all of a sudden this this trigger shows up but we in time like weeks you know every week or every month we make sure that i do my love audit and we're like okay where we are in a relationship with what's happening how we yeah the love audit and like we really i really really do because i you know i study accounting <laughs> so i want to make sure where is my if i want to know where my finances are every day right we check a bank account i want to yeah. know where my love finances are every day checking my Okay, where's my communication? Where's my sex? Where's, you know, where are we in our whole, you know, and we have to, like, I, I do believe the way that we run our business and the way that we run our money is the way that we should be paying attention to our parenting and our sexuality and our relationships and everything else. So I, that's why I call a love audit. So in my love audit, we have agreement where we know that okay, this is what we're gonna do if something come up and a trigger, because sometimes when we get triggered, you mentioned, uh, Dr. Heike, uh, that you're not, you're not conscious, you're unconscious. And sometimes we're gonna be acting from that unconscious trigger ugly times. Mm -hmm. And it's important to uh, the other person, like Jonathan was saying, I don't wanna be dragging to your crap. So. It's important to know in the communication of the audit to know our boundaries and respect when my partner, you know, is like, okay, like, I don't really feel like it today to do this. So I'm just gonna say no to this, holding the space for you right now. I just, I wanna love and honor myself. And I think it's import important for people to honor everyone's self love. And I love when my partner say no. I'm like, even though that sometimes I get triggered by it, I'm like, yeah. and I'm like, whoa, say no to me. How they, <laughs> you know, the whole thinking. And I'm yeah. like, well, he's honoring his own self. And I'm like, great. That's the man I want to be with. <laughs> I don't want to be with somebody who is like, I am, you know, I'm the obsessed <laughs> and dominant. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I actually, when you talk about trust and respect, I feel like when my partner say no to me, a lot of times I kind of respect him more and I trust him more. Because you know his clear yes and his clear yes. no. Like if he says yes, he means it. And if he says no, he means it. Rather than, oh, he's just saying yes for me or um, he's saying no for whatever reason. It, it is, and, and that's the number one thing too that we bring into relationships. It's our own self responsibility, our own autonomy. And, and to really making sure it's an honor for him to hold that space. And I can't expect him to do this all the time, right? <laughs> no, it's it's, so exactly. So once again, communication comes in. And if there's only one thing um, that will change everything for people is this whole taking things personal thing. Yeah. If we could only learn this one and master this one in all of our relations and all of our relationships, um, I, I, we would really be very far. Exactly. And remember, even in this, and using me as an example of the times that I don't say, okay, you're in your stuff, I don't want to be dragged down in it, I always come back. There's always a closure to it. I'll come, and we always will come back and talk about it when, when she's in a better place. So there's always closure in it. I don't just say, I don't want to deal with it, goodbye. 
I'm always coming back later on, whether it's an or hour I come back or you I, come I got back. it. I yeah, figured it exactly. out. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool, you're back again. So diving now, if we can, into, into you know what the other part of this, which is the sacred sexuality, which is being transparent, right? That's what we're talking about. Because when we show up in sacred sexuality, we are showing up in our full, unmasked version of ourself, right? All the good and the ugly and the everything completely naked. Here I am in body and soul in my imperfect human condition, and I want her to see all of that. And that is the number one tool to sacred sexuality, to spiritual sexuality, is presence. Right? It's, it's I'm here. I'm here fully and completely and imperfectly, and I want you to, perfectly imperfect, and I want her to see all of me. I want her to see into my, my very essence. And if I've got stuff in the way of that, if I've got blocks or hidden things that I don't want her to see, then she can't see all of me. <laughs> and then I'm not showing up really authentically. So by doing everything we talked about, even in the ugliness, it's like, here I am, raw, naked, ugly, and it's the chance for her to look deeply into that, and she's still here. Well, and I feel that, um, I love what you said, because I feel that when we able to be in a whole self-love with ourselves, like self-responsibility, self-accountability, self, you know, self-everything, and show up so vulnerable and so raw, bleeding in every aspect of ourselves with our darkness, our, our inner child, with, with our shadows, with our egos, and just be and be happy and, and joyful that we are presenting ourselves in a very vulnerable way. And when our partners love us in all aspects of ourselves, even in our darkness, that to me is like, you know, true love. Because yeah. you are loving me when I am actually the ugliest bitches that you can possibly see. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, I want to make love to you right now on the spot. Because it's like such a like, wow, you are adoring me and loving me for who I am. Not for my mask. Not for like my potential self. You know, like you really loving me. And I feel like that kind of love is truly magnetic and powerful than, you know, just loving you for your potential because one of the things I talk and I, we talk in a, with the audience, audience is that one of the abilities that we have a human being, especially if you're empath and you work with energy and you're, you're searching to loving all that, is that we sometimes we fall in love with the potential of our partner, which create chaos in our we life. Be there, don't that too. And I have been burned by it. And I have, when I talk about being burned, it's because like I have learned so much being in my own hell of purification. So we love, we fall in love with this potential, and, and then when we become like fanatic and we get become infatuated by the potential, and when our partners are not showing up to the potential, that you know, an aspect of like we get upset and we feel like oh betrayal. Or we feel like my heart hurt, and actually it's not a heart that hurt, but it's the ego that hurt, the potential that hurt. So it is so beautiful that you mentioned that about you know loving you in the aspect of your ugliness and your shadow, because to me that's actually true love, right? Like 
that whole essence of you, like the whole God energy, source energy of seeing you with uh, the eyes of God and loving you with the heart of God is like loving you for all of you. And that is an aspect of sacred sexuality, right? Like the love that you're talking about is what people are still trying to figure out, which is the unconditional love. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be anything, do anything, or don't do anything. I'm here, and I love you. And all the shadows that we're talking about, I'm going to love them up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, a mutual, it's a mutual experience. So this is where, why love is such a high healing energy as well as sexuality. So when we bring all of this together, we are just naturally our healers and that does not mean you know I'm his coach his healer and whatever it's just natural the energy that we create is helping us to become our higher and highest versions of ourselves and you know you talked about potential yeah it's like to me I like to say it's like kissing frogs <laughs> some will never turn into the prince right and when I moved even on, like, no, I want the king. So I don't even need to do the kissing frogs. It's like, show me, show me what you, what you are, not what you have, but show me what you are, what you bring in. And the number one thing is commitment. Being committed to grow, it's a never-ending process. Lifelong Personally, workshop. as well in a, as well as in a relationship, we are here constantly evolving and growing. And when that's not happening anymore, that's when we see relationships falling apart. When, when someone says, I'm so comfortable here, I'm just gonna sit here and let's just stay here while the other partner says, no, wait. You know, then it becomes stagnant and, and it becomes boring. And so when you go into sacred sexuality, um, even there, there's so much to learn about First of all, sexuality is not equal sex, right? We're really talking about life force energy, sexuality, and the sacredness of that, of the being. And so we have the consciousness and the sexuality and all of that flowing together with whatever it is. Jonathan said it's presence. Presence is obviously one of the biggest things. Um, another big ingredient is curiosity and this openness. Mm -hmm. Like when you meet in the space of sacred sexuality, which we highly recommend to really set up the container again for it, you light your candles, you, you clear the room, and clean it up, and you put on some nice music, you make sure the temperature is nice, and you enter that space, like Jonathan says, like going to church, and you have no agenda. Sacred sexuality, in my definition, is like a meditation. You just go in. You just fully show up. You, you don't know where it's going to go. You can set your intentions, what you would like to see and experience. But then again, you let go and you just see what wants to happen. How do the bodies want to interact? Um, the voices, the sounds, and, and anything, what the touch, anything that shows up is... There's a flow to it when you let go and, and turn it over to something higher mm -hmm. than this is the way it has to look like and, and this is where it needs to go. Um, I take it all the way to, to taking climax out of the way. Of course, it can happen. It can happen multiple times, but you're not chasing anything. And this, and this, this 
helps break the routine pattern of sexuality in relationships because we do this about once a week, maybe once every two weeks or so. Um, and, and we really, like Heike said, it's like going to church. Now, you don't go to church every day, and this does not, you know, sacred sexuality does not mean you don't have your kitchen quickies and your in the car little trysts and all the little fun stuff. <laughs> I mean, in my world, sacred sexuality encompasses all of that. Yes. But the sacred sexual experience itself, it's, it, for us, it is going to church. And as Heike said, she gave, you gave, light the candle, set the tone, set the mood, set the intentions. And then we specifically call in spirit. Now, when we met, I was the sex guru. I, you know, I'm a sex, I'm a clinical sexologist. I, have, I know a lot about the female body from when I was a very young man. I started early, let's just say. And I was, <laughs> I was very blessed. Very early. Very early and blessed to have many, many older teachers throughout my life. And every, all the way through Tantra and everything else, I learned a lot. And, and, but I didn't understand the energetic component. I wasn't aware of it. And then when I had my aha moments, some little flickers started clicking that there was more to sex than I knew about. And then I met this amazing woman here who was the energy, and we always say sex meets spirit. Because mm. even, I mean, she's great in bed sexually, but Thank she, you. She, <laughs> she brought, she brought- You well, made it public now. <laughs> that's what I got the second night, right? I got to see the sex side, um, but- she brought the spiritual components to it that I wasn't aware of. And over the you know, last three, four, five years, she has opened up my world to energy. energies, things that, I mean, I'm such an energy geek now that my friends that knew me five years ago just think I'm, I'm weird. And I get it. I used to be really logical. I was in law, I had a law background. None of this made sense. And I still have a box. It, it's a lot bigger box than it used to be. But I have a box called Other that there, you just can't explain it. I have had some experiences in the bedroom with her where I have seen God. I have traveled to other planets. I have seen energies in her hand moving. There's no way to convince somebody this happened, right? All I can do is I know what happened and there were no drugs and no alcohol and none of these other mind-altering substances to so know that behind the veil of what we think is real, something else exists. Mm -hmm. And so we call that something else into our lovemaking, whether you want to call it God or spirit or source or Father Scott, whatever. We call source in with us. Heike likes to say that she's always surrounded in our bedroom by angels and guides. And I'm like, heaven must be a bunch of, vo a bunch of voyeurs because they come <laughs> down to our bedroom a lot. Well, it's an attractive energy. It's an attractive and energy. Create right? and manifest. So... They all come. And I think, I think we glance over the words making love so easily. But think about what that really means. You're making love. The most powerful energy on the planet, love, you're, you're, it's like putting love in the oven, right? You're, you're making this amazing energy. And when you're mindful of it and conscious of using the energy back and forth between the two lovers, it grows just like a like a cake grows in the oven. The love energy grows and grows and grows. And I have no doubt that these other things come down and are really like, whoa, what is that? Because ultimately spirit is love, right? I mean, we talk about love or fear for Marianne Williamson. There's only two of love and fear. And so either we're creating fear in the bedroom or we're creating love in the bedroom. Yes. 
and and love is love is the energy that is that is so attractive. We're baking love. Baking love. Yeah. Baking love. <laughs> I like I like that. I like baking love workshop. <laughs> I got that one. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. We're baking love workshop. <laughs> so we need to go pretty soon. I want to give your readers a couple. I want your listeners a couple fun tools. One is called the sexy sandwich technique. This is how to ask for, you can really use this to ask for anything you want, but we use it for, we're going to use it today for sexuality. So here are the tips. Number one, you're going to ask for time because you want to be sure your partner's present enough to answer your, to, to be there for you. Number two, you're going to state your fears because you start off with vulnerability. This attracts your a partner, this helps drop your partner's defenses. Number three, you're going to state your hopeful outcome. And again, now your partner, this creates lean in from your partner to want to help you. You're going to ask permission to continue. You want to give your partner a way out if they're not ready to hear this. And if they say yes, then all their defenses are down and they're ready. So we're going to give you an example of this, which is always fun. What are we going to ask for today? Can I do my three something? Of course. Okay. <laughs> you, want to, you want to ask or you want me to ask? You can ask. Okay. And just to uh, just to make sure that our viewers know what we're talking about, the sexy sandwich techniques about communication, right? Absolutely. It's, about, it's how to okay. ask. For, it's how to ask for what you want. Now we're gonna. You can use this to ask for a raise. Okay. <laughs> Great. You can use this to ask for something from your parents or your best friend, but we're gonna use it here specifically for a sexual fantasy. Okay. Let's show you how it Let's works. Let's do it. I Let's want a witness. It. Come on. Do it. Hold the space for you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Let's see if you can get it out of me. <laughs> Maybe before that will happen. I'm going to amp it up a little bit because I've already got the yes on this. Okay. <laughs> Hi, baby. Uh, I have something I'd really love to talk to you about, and but I need your like full presence in it. Do you have Do you have time right now? How long is it going to take? Depends. It could take five minutes. It could take twenty minutes. Or we maybe we even come back and visit it later. I just want to be sure that you have time to hear my request. Okay. So let me turn my computer off and everything. I'll be there in five minutes, and then you have my full present. Cool. Okay. Five minutes go by. Hi, honey. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Fully present? Yes. Okay, well I, I have a request and here's my fear. I'm 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 worried that when I ask this that you're gonna think that like you're not the best person in the world or you're not like my favorite lover because you really are. And I'm scared that if I ask you this that, that you're just gonna think you're not good enough. And it really it it really doesn't have anything to do with that. What I, what what I hope to achieve is that is that we can take our amazing sex life, which we already have, and I thank you so much for that, and bring it up to an even higher level. Sidebar, I'm totally curious right now. First of all, this poor guy, he's, he's afraid to even say what he wants to say, so my compassion comes in, right? My heart actually opens up, and, and, and I'm also getting curious. It's like, whoa, there's something that actually makes it all better, right? So do you, is, is this something I can go ahead and ask you about? Yes. Okay. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> Sidebar, her defenses are down as opposed to if I just came in and said, this is what I want, 
totally different reaction. So her defenses are down, she's leaned in, and she wants to hear what, what I'm saying. And I ask permission. There yeah, she is, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I was wondering if we could have a threesome with my friend Michael. Wow. Okay. So, sidebar, we can negotiate. So, how do you see this happening? Like, actually, Michael, do we know another man? I'm not sure if I want Michael. I'm interested. So, so you're, open to, you're open to having a threesome with a man? Yes, but it has to be the right man. Is there another man you suggest? Because I'm really just hoping we can have that experience. We've never done that before. Maybe we can ask Paul, okay. or, or even just kind of be with that and see what comes up. I understand that you just want to enrich in our love, our love life, and everything. Give so, you two men. So I am on board. Okay, great. Um, I just need to work out the details. Okay, well then maybe we can just kind of be open to the idea and see it when we run across men and stuff, so make the energies match. I know how important the energy matches. Absolutely. And for me too. Okay. That was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> you see how nice and simple that was? I got my desire out. Mm -hmm. I really do want to have a threesome with two men with her. We haven't before. I got my desire out. She felt totally safe, right? I mean, you felt safe and, and, and appreciated and loved and all of that. So those are the steps that we share. And I'll, I can put that to you in writing that you can, you can put down somewhere. Yeah, I got it. I got it. And I, I will put it on uh, one of the slides that I'll add it into. Or maybe in... Um, what are we going to do? I was afraid... I was afraid that you came up with a, with with a, a male partner instead of like a female. Usually, a man comes. You know, I would be like shocked. I would be like, "Wow, really? Another man? Oh, that's interesting." <laughs> Something to talk about later. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, oh, really? Like a man? I'm like, that's my fantasy. What are you talking about? <laughs> I want to have another man in my like. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> well, now you know how to ask tonight. <laughs> I always act already. I always got a yes already. So, like, but I'm so very picky with energy. It had to be somebody that I. Perfect. I had to be connection, and so far, no. It's like you know, it had so to show if, up. If your listeners want to learn more of these skills, we have a. We we finally, thank goodness, made our uh, first online course. It's called the New Relationship Paradigm, where we cover this communication and self-love, all of the important aspects, including intimacy and connection and sexuality. How to keep it fresh. How to keep it fresh and juicy. It's completely online. It has text, video, audio, homework, and it usually is for $98. And we want to give it a special to your listeners. It would be 50% off of that, which is a great deal. And the code they would have to use for that is just your name, Lucia. With the capital L, that's the code, and you can pick it up at sexandloveunplugged.com. So sex and love unplugged, just like MTV unplugged, sexandloveunplugged.com. Just enter at checkout the code Lucia, and you will save 50% off an awesome, awesome course that will help you really take your relationship, whether, by the way, this is whether you're in a relationship or you're single, it's for both, it's for both people to take your relationship to the next level, what we call the new paradigm in relating. 
And then after that, like I said, we've we got those events coming up. We've got, and it's on your Facebook page, I know. We on the, on the events, we've got the Art of Touch on Saturday night, the 29th at your place. Yes. That is really, that's going to be a beautiful event for couples and, and even men and women singles where you're going to learn the art of connections. It's about presence. presence and energy and touch. And if you're in a relationship, please bring your partner we will teach you skills you can take home to your own bedroom and love life that are, are going to really be incredible for learning how to connect and be present with your partner. It's like, when's the last time your partner really sat and, and felt all of you and eye gazed with you and saw the beauty in all of you? And that's why this has little to do with actual, you, know, you said PG, it's not, it's not focused on those typical body parts, right? It's like, how present can you be with just this? And how sensitive, maybe, is that right there? Now that all of my attention is focused on that, I can make her start shivering with just this. Mm -hmm. That's my attention and my presence is all the way there. So we're going to teach you all those skills. The, the day before that in Randonton, that's right, is our famous black blindfold dinner. And that is where couples come, and you can, again, it's either single or couple, depending on how your associate's going to do it. And it's hard. It's, it's kind of like the art of touch, except you're going to have blindfolds on and be fed food by your partner. Yes, I have done that. I have done that myself with, and and I, I call it a different, uh, a different workshop, but I have done that. It's called uh, the divine touch sort of thing, like for couples. And it's just, I, you have to come. If you are in that sort of reading thing area, you must come because it, it is a fun, delicious, and very sensual experience too because the food and the energy and the touch, you know, it's like really a weekend, the taste and all that. Well, your, your taste buds come so alive when mm -hmm. your sight's taken away. Yes. Especially if your partner or your date makes, the, makes your plate for you so all of your dietary restrictions are kept in mind but when you have your eyes closed and all of a sudden you get a piece of arugula it explodes mm -hmm. in your mouth and the next thing you get maybe a you know a piece of chocolate that is like and you just don't know what's coming next I have a famous story that this my lovely my lovely wife did to me one time we were <laughs> we were towards the end of the evening and she gave me a, this really yummy chocolate chip cookie and I was just my, you know, I'm blindfolded. I was like, oh, this tastes so good. And then she started to put something else in her mouth. I, I, I have thought, a vicious side, you know. I thought, it was, I thought it was a chocolate-covered almond that we have for Trader Joe's. I thought that's what she was putting in my mouth. So I take it in and I bite down. It was an olive with a garlic in the middle of it. <laughs> garlic and chocolate chip cookies do not go together. But it, again, it was still like it was the surprise factor or maybe getting cream when you're least expecting it. It's, it's an experience you'll never forget. And again, stuff you can take home because we are about mindful eating. That's in our course as well. How can you, how can you take mindful, sensual eating in the bedroom? One of the things we do once in a while when we have when we have lunch or dinner, we don't have forks. You know, we'll just take a dish and we'll start to feed each other from the plate, and it it, it breeds a great connection. My yeah. wife is telling me it is time to go because she has some business coaching calls coming up here. So, thank I, you so much. I appreciate you guys. So, for all our listeners, 
You can check out our events uh, right there in Lucia Gabriela Coach on Facebook. That's where we're going to be all our events, and um, and you can find out more about these. And also, sexandloveunplugged.com, and you can go and put the code Lucia, L-U-C-I-A, for a 50% discount on this amazing uh, online program that Heike and, and Jonathan had created for us. So thank you so much. Jonathan and Heike for coming to us and uh, sharing your wisdom and passion. For all of viewers, you can go to luciagabriela.com to learn more about what we up to, our services, our event, and everything, and our collaboration with mentors like Jonathan and Heike, and so much juiciness too. Thank you so much for watching. If you like this video and you really uh, took away a lot with you please like this video share with your friends share with all those people that really need to connect and they're they're looking for something like this in their life i appreciate you like us subscribe and i see you next time bye have a great one bye bye <laughs>